show coming from the rack store. Bet this back in the Mac in the back flow. Let's go, chillin' with raccoons by the back door. Take calls so you can stake more. All I wanna do is making door right. But I found this crew and doing alright. We wreck will bitch, ready to fight. So many raccoons ready for the boss life. I might fly high like a kite, right? But always ready for a shite for the right prize. Raccoon supply has the right price. Giving you respect if it's likewise. So I'm buying all the mean guys with the clean heart. Read between lies, laser bean through lean eyes. Larry or with clean lies, trash mouth, mean smile, be wise. NFT wise, fuck with these guys. It's the rack rap from the back lab. 100 NFTs in my backpack. Crazy rack rap from the stash app. Rack will take a lead in this hashtag. Thursday, the 20th of December, 2023. This is your favorite introducer, Secret Squirrel. About to hand it over to Robo to introduce the Rack FM Boomer DeFi warm-up space leading up to the probably larger than it needed to be space hosted by our Boomer friends over there at Cosmos DeFi. And uh, have a good show. Oh, he's your man, soy. He's your man, soy, slipping in. I hope you've had a good uh, good Christmas, uh, soy. I don't know where you are, uh, predominantly. You might be on this side of the world or you might be on the other one. Uh, Christmas might have been, you know, amazing. It might for Oh, he's here. Christmas might have been amazing. It might... How you doing, bro? You all right? Yeah, mate. Can you hear me okay? I mean, you've got a bit of a dodgy sound, but you're Gucci. Like, I'll pour up for the tune. Does it sound like a fan is going off? Let me, let me see if that works. Are you getting background noise? Dude, I'm in a silent room, mate. I'm in, a, like, a silent, silent room. I haven't even, I haven't even got dogs, mate. Me dogs are on holiday. How's this now? Is that any better? Yeah, bro, that's Gucci. So, obviously, you're in Thailand. If there's a fan on the go. Yeah, I just had like an absolute nightmare, sort of 24 hours. I'm in, I'm in Samui. I was in uh, Koh Phangan until yesterday. It was a uh, full moon last night. So um, I've been over there for Christmas, seeing a few people and uh, obviously full moon. So, um, mate, fucking nightmare. Bro, I mean, it's a mad place. It's a mad place, Koh Phangan. We, I mean, were you, were you driving? Were you on your own bike or were you oh, relying on others? Well, funnily enough, like, when was the last time you went down? Did you go to Hadrian? Did, did, did you go to Hadrian? Did you go to Hadrian or Yeah. Um, and it's like, mate, there's honestly, like, there's just so much happened in the last 24 hours. But, um, yeah, like, I don't know if you've ever got the Hadrian Queen ferry from 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 uh, Samui over to, to Koh Phangan. It's basically the only way to get from Samui to Koh Phangan with your motorbike now without going to the mainland first. There's no sort of, uh, like, ferries with bikes, like, proper ferries now, like, going going from Samui, to Samui directly to Koh Phangan. So, so, basically, if you want to take your bike, you've got to go on this, like, weird, like, dodgy as fuck passenger ferry. Um, it's, like, more like a boat than a ferry. And, like, they make you put your bike on, like, by driving it onto the boat in the same way that people kind of walk onto the boat, like, up this fucking, like, one-foot-wide aluminium platform. Mate, it's, like, it's hairy as fuck. But, um, so, yeah, like, I took my bike over to uh, to, to, uh, to Koh Phangan, 
I uh, just hung out for a few days. I didn't actually go to the uh, the party, mate. Um, but basically, like, I fucked up my uh, my reservations. And long story short, I had to check out of a hotel without having another one booked. Um, and it's like Christmas, New Year, full moon party on Koh Phangan. And there was like not a single fucking room, like anywhere. So like I've just been like having a nightmare. Basically, sort of slept on a beach with two fucking street dogs last night, um, and just just got the uh, the ferry, just, just got the ferry back to uh, to Samui today. So uh, man, dude, well, welcome to Thailand. Welcome to Thailand. Yeah. I mean, I was doing this, I was doing this shit back in two years, but like, bro. Koban Yang's a special kind of retarded. Yeah, let's be fair. Yeah, well, there, 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 there's, there's that side to it. Like, there's there's also like a like these days like a, a strong like sort of wellness and yoga and a lot kind of shit side to it as well. Um, but yeah, it's a fucked up place, no doubt. Um, and and like every time I go, like something like fucked up always happens. And and so yeah, like last night, basically just like completely screwed myself and and end up sleeping on the fucking beach. Um, and then you've got until like 4 p.m. for the for the ferry to come uh, to get back to Samui, and like it makes fucking 40 degrees. Like I've had no sleep. I've not had no shower. Like my shower was like going for a swim in the sea today. Um, and like I literally just kind of got back to a new place and settled in tonight. I like, have to get off the uh, off the ferry back to back to Samui. So man, I'm absolutely dying. But it's uh, it's like it's, it's like the it's like the ships under Samui for that area, like Kotao, Kopenyang. Like Samui is that like ships anchor? It's a like place where you can get normalcy. Exactly like, that. Real normal. <laughs> exactly that. Like sometimes, like you can get like uh, what's the uh, what's the expression like cabin fever or whatever. Like being on, on Samui itself, and you you've got to get off. And so yeah, like every now and again, like you can go to like check out uh, Kopangan or Kotao or something. And, and it's, no, it's, no, 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 that's uh, Samui's a normal place when you go back. Samui's a normal, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm, okay, I'm, cool. yeah. I was kind of getting to that in, in, in like a roundabout way, but yeah, but it's just you know, you spend too long in these other islands and you realize that, yeah, like Samui just has that normality to it. Um, you know, it's just it's like, yeah, a real place, isn't it? It's not like one of these fucking like permanent like holiday island. Like I don't know. So, dude, place. I was, I was there. I was obviously there back in the like early days and shit. And you know, some of my dude, I've got to be honest. Like, I, like it's like Kopangyang is not so bad. Like, obviously, we all know the history of like Kotao and stuff. But dude, when you had that uh, Amsterdam couple, the Dutch couple that owned like the Amsterdam, you know, the hotel and the thing. Bro, that was one of the best times of my life. Like, they, I heard they like left and that. You know what I'm talking about? About when you literally come off the ferry and you can just you know, drive up the hill. Yeah. And there's all these like bungalows at Amsterdam Bar right at the top. Bro, it's one of the most insane views in the fucking Northern Hemisphere. That view up there is on a good day, on a good sunset. It's one of the best views I've ever seen. Not being everywhere, mate. Yeah, mate. All all this sort of area is just, just you know, you can say you, you spoil for choice, aren't you? It's just like sunsets are a fucking unbelievable around here. Uh, but it's, it's actually quite sad what's happened, like because of like the uh, the legalization of weed now. Like your likes of like Amsterdam bar, there's like there's nothing special about it anymore. Like you'd not go in there to be able to smoke weed. Like you, you know, I guess like yeah, you you go for the view, but. Um, like their their trade has fallen off massively, 
Um, and I think they're, they're kind of struggling. Not, not so many people go there these days. A lot of, I know that. I've heard that. A lot of people though, don't even realise it's like the black moon parties or the dark moon parties and all that. And like that, that, the half moon parties in the jungle and shit. That like, dude, the, the, the constantly generate revenue just having random parties in the jungle down on Koh Phangan and yeah. like loads of people don't even realise. Well, basically the richest guy on Koh Phangan is this guy called Jai. Um, I think he's, uh, I think he's Filipino actually, but he's, um, he basically had like the genius idea of having half moon festivals. So like half moon festival, obviously it's not just once a month. You're doing it twice a month. Um, and, and, and like the guy is absolutely fucking creaming it. Like he's literally like the richest guy on the island just for running half moon festival. And yeah, like you say, man, there's like, there's different parties every day. Yeah, there's the half moon, black moon, like dude, it's insane. Like it's all the dude, you parties at the moment. Can you, I mean, I've got some insane videos and photos of 208 down there. So what we're talking, like, I mean, we're like uh, 15 years ago, yeah? Yeah. I've got some insane shit from down there, 15 years. Mushroom, you know, Mushroom Mountain? Yeah, yeah. Off Hadron Beach? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude. Dude, I've got some photos of me full of mushrooms at LSD <laughs> with these Indians, like, native, you know, I'm Native American with the forehead. Oh, it would have been I mean, totally different back then. I would love to have seen it 15 years ago. <sighs> So, Reed, dude, I've got no fucking shit. And I've posted, like, I think there's a uh, picture of me on the speedboard going back at, like, fucking 4 or 5 a.m. in the life jacket, just, like, smiling. The life jacket's, like, wrapped around my head. And it's, like, I just look, look like, dude, I, yeah, like, you've got, like, me idea. I'm sure I'm going to have to go and find this photo. But, like, 208, New Year. Holy fuck! Like so, two or seven into two or eight, man, it was just re ridiculous. Like I can't even contemplate the amount of buckets, the amount of like drugs. Like bro, I was fucking. I woke up, man. I woke up at like fucking seven in the morning and started. Like we were getting the ferry over there, the catamaran over at like four in the afternoon, like. Bro, the, the entire like documentary that we've got all the photos of the entire like album that like you've got so what happened was this is kind of crazy like here's a story for you quickly sorry while it's a small room so it was kind of violent waves around about 2am right the tide had obviously changed blah blah uh, it was a negative tide actually that day uh, and so I had uh, the idea, I was that wrecked that I'm like, hey, uh, so, uh, look, I'm in Thailand. It's perfect time to take off my clothes and just go body surfing. I mean, it looked, I didn't have a surfboard, I didn't have a bodyboard. It looked like, if you know what I'm talking about, about body surfing, like like if you literally catch the right wave, you're just like, bah! it's like, like being on a bodyboard, but you're using your body as the board kind of thing. So like, I was just like, bro, I was just like, I want a bit of fun. However, I went out and it was quite violent. And anyway, I was having some fun actually at first. And then, so I disappeared. 
and there was like about 200 people on the beach like fucking screaming for me bro screaming and then I just come out out the beach out of nowhere like dude you should see these photos do you want me to, I'll put some in the nest in the comments and I'll put them in the nest for the culture dude you should see the state of me like See, the thing is, a lot of people underestimate Robbo because he's like an insane swimmer. I'm like the man from Atlantis. I've been swimming since I was like months old. Like by the time I was like five, I had me 15, 70. Like, bro, I've been swimming all my... I'm so comfortable in the water. I can float for hours. Like literally, I can just live it quite happily. Like lung capacity and like I've got insane lung capacity. Obviously, I'm six foot three. Uh, unwritten fucking 85 pounds whatever but like I don't know I've just been able to always be able to fill my lungs with air and just like chill and like like float on water and be very comfortable and around it like so yeah man dude like me missus was on the beat like ah robo well she wasn't screaming robo she was screaming Andy which is obviously me fucking thingy name uh, like dude these people all thought I was dead and like that night so what happens is they tell you there's no like lifeguards, like there's warnings. I'd had rain, if you know, like all the cops along that stone wall where you before you go into the beginning bit, before you like then turn left to Mushy Mountain. There was yeah. basically, uh, you know, I've been there like 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 three hours ago. Bro, where you see the photos I've got from back in the day, you laugh your fucking head off because it's proper typical rubble. You like, you'd be like, "Oh my god, that's an, I know that kid. I know I've never met him, but I know him." <laughs> Bro, I used to be, dude. So I lived in Samui. Uh, I used to kind of go bang out all the time, actually. But uh, that's another story. Uh, I lived in Samui for about seven months. So uh, I lived in Samui and I had some real trouble because I couldn't get back in Australia. This is like a mad thing. I had, I had this real shit with the Australian government and me visa for the second year. Holy fuck, I was crazy, bro. I went to arbitration and everything. Pushed it to the top and then I got the second year. But I ended up, because of that, having to stay like uh, seven months in Samui. And we had like the same bungalow, same jeep. Like like six, it was like it wasn't seven, it was like six and a half or something like that, right? Bro, it was fucking in. So Menam, I told you before, we lived in Menam at the top, yeah. Yeah, you mentioned uh, it. Left, uh, west of Boput, yeah. Dude, what a lovely island Samui is. I mean, if I look at Phuket, if I look at Kopang, like if I look at Kochang and so, dude, Samui is a really nice little, beautiful little fucking well, cultural. Well. It is, mate, and and I love it. But when was the last time you went, you went to Samui? Oh, dude, I, I listen. I haven't been there for a decade, so I've heard it's pretty yeah. shit now. It's, it's a different place. Like, like you really notice it, like on a day like today, where like I've kind of got the ferry from from Kopangan to to Samui, and like as you leave in Kopangan, you look back at like obviously where you've come from. And it's just all hills and it's beautiful, like beautiful island and like the odd like the odd building that sort of sticks out of like the of the landscape of the hills. But it sort of like fits and it looks like it's like an old building or something. It looks like it sort of fits part of it. And then as you arrive into Samui, like you're looking at like what you what you're arriving into, and it's just like villa after villa after villa after villa that's like scarred the landscape. Like the whole island has just been like completely butchered like completely fucking butchered 
But like, like despite so, that, they still kind of you, got you know another island. island. You, you know another island. Wait, you know another island, though. That you're not the first person to talk to me about this, right? And you're not be the last. You know another island that's having its soul butchered. So that's exactly what we're talking about. Another island that's having its soul butchered is a uh, Bali. Like, dude, the traffic and the build and the like, holy fuck. Like, you wouldn't get me living in Bali right now for all the tea in China. Yeah, it doesn't appear to be Like, I actually quite want to go check out Vietnam. But um, but apart from that, I don't really have any other interest apart from Thailand in, in this kind of region, really. Well, I mean, the thing is, if you're going to go to Vietnam, you need to understand that the party state uh, kind of, like, becomes, like, I don't know, everything. So, like, when you're there, you realise that you're on, I don't know, someone else's. Well, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I, can, I, can, I can understand that being the case. But, like, I mean, there's plenty of people who love it, like, foreigners, like, love it living out there, don't they? Um, so I just, I just want to go, kind of go and see what it's like. But yeah, like uh, I'm kind of braced for the worst on on like the whole fucking socialism thing and so. Bro, I have to say, like Vietnam's quite weird. Like, uh, so I got robbed, you know, three fucking times, right? In the first time I was there, six weeks, six weeks, and I got robbed three fucking times by knife point. It's mad, isn't it? Never had a problem in Thailand, like hardly ever, like, like, and then in six weeks. Like, and it was by like the same kind of people. Oh, I think so. He got rugged there. It's requesting. He might not have been able to hear me though, but yeah, yeah, fucking, oh, he's back. Uh, yeah, I got robbed, dude. The first time I ever, ever, ever went to Vietnam, uh, which I'm talking 2007. Bro, I was there six weeks and I got robbed three times. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I knew it take very little on me. That's the first few times. Dude, do you know what do you know about the laws the Vietnamese brought in after this one? Like like right, so our oh, dude, I'm gonna fill you in on some real shit here. Some proper like educated, like robots educated about Southeast Asia, right? Like, dude, listen to this. Uh so uh, I kinda remember when it was. It probably was around, I think I was already living in Thailand when this happened. So that would probably put it at around uh, 2012, 13, maybe. Basically, the Vietnamese government brought in this fucking law, right? Where, like, if you did a crime, it just didn't matter if it was like rugging, uh, uh, mugging, sorry, rugging. <laughs> I've been in crypto too long. Mugging, uh, sexual assault, or like ABH, like whatever you did, it was like an automatic, like 75 years imprisonment. So the crime against foreigners in Vietnam from like 201, when it became popular, to round about, say, like, like I said, you know, when I'm talking about, about 212, 213, maybe they brought the law in. But they brought this ridiculous thing in, in Vietnam, where it's like, literally, if you, like, attack a foreigner or you do this, it's 75 years hard labor. And it just changed the fucking country overnight. Pretty well, pretty much. Well, that's that's going to do that, isn't it, to be honest with you? 
Yeah, but then what happened is that then the party just became a bit stronger, didn't it? Because, do you know what I'm talking about? Because they got extra power, so the party would be, you know what I mean? Well, well, I don't know, what what extra power did they get? Well, no, but there's essentially just one ruling party, right? Yeah. In Vietnam. So, therefore, if you enact a law, then it's like, is a classed as an overreach to a degree? You know what I'm talking about? Wait, we've lost Soy again. He's requested again. Uh, what, what I mean by that is, it's like, it's quite easy to jail innocent people like using a law like this that might be what, because classed as an overreach. It all depends what your class is overreach. Like, it was quite weird. Like, 75 years hard labor for attacking a foreigner. I get the message. It's a message like statement. It's a message sentence, isn't it? Yeah. Obviously, so. Yeah. And, and like, at the end of the day, it's, it's not like, oh, shit. What the fuck? Can you hear me, by the way? Yeah, you're back now. It keeps fucking right up. It keeps you in, you out. Yeah, yeah, I'm in and out, and then like I, I kick, a, I go out, and then it repeats itself, and then I come back. I don't know where the fuck we are, but anyway, um, I was gonna say, anyway, yeah. So, so like speaking of uh, legal issues, mate, like this is a big thing now for Thailand, right? Like you have a lot of people come over here, like they they obviously get on the weed, and then like obviously Thailand's like the only place you can really kind of do that in the region. So when you go and doing like your border balances, or like you want to go do like another country for another couple of months and stuff. Like the, the weed thing has just kind of changed the game for Thailand now. Like everyone's just like fucking chilling, smoking weed on the fucking ferry, and you know, like no one gives a shit. And and like you then like you contrast that with like what the hell would happen if in Vietnam if you were to do that? And you're like, hmm, you know, like I, I don't smoke a lot, but it, it's nice just to be able to not worry about fucking going to jail for seventy five years or whatever for for smoking a joint. Um, Dude, have you, heard, have you heard about the Chinese? I, I don't. Have you heard about the Have you heard about the Chinese fucking stopping people uh, coming to Thailand at the airport? So, like, obviously, it's like hush hush, but basically, like, there's been a massive downfall. Oh, dude, wait a minute. There's been a massive downfall recently, right? In Chinese tourist numbers into Thailand. Go and have a look. Yeah, but, yeah, but mate, that, 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 that's been that's been ongoing for a long time. Um, like the, the Chinese, like going back to like 2017 was like the peak for the Chinese, and then ever since then it's kind of like drifted a little bit in COVID and whatever. No, no, no. But the Chinese were coming here. That I mean, we've been legal since July last year, dude. We were flooded with Chinese. We recently. Very, very recently, there's been a dramatic slowdown. Mm. The Thai government are actually thinking about taking steps because there's been a slowdown. So you are, you, oh, are so you saying it's... that the Chinese are turning people around and, and sending them back home if they're trying to go to Thailand for holiday? So, do you, do you know, no, 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 but do you know anything about the, the capital flight, the Chinese capital flight? No. So, dude, the Chinese government are in the shit. Dude, you've gone look at the banks, uh, bank managers and that. That's just like committed suicide recently. Dude, listen, the economy in China's and the shit. People want to get their money out. They want to leave. They want to come to safe havens. They want to come to places where they might be able to get like residency if they've got enough money. 
And bro, it's ridiculous what's happening right now. You want to say China's like stopping entire families, like leaving and saying, no, 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 right, you're on the watch list. No, you can't leave the country. This has been happening for at least around about 18 months, and it's only going to get worse, and it only has been getting worse, actually. Dude, there's um, a lot of information. I mean, we've got new speakers. We've been going for like, dude, we've, me and soy has been going for like 30, and 25 minutes. Mano, Mano's been here the whole time as well. He's toughing it out. Yeah, yeah, but he hasn't been up as a speaker. Yeah, but we do have uh, Crypto Dungeon and Tank. And Tank was here first. Oh, Tank, you've got a big space and half an hour. This is the warm up show, bro. Oh, yeah, you boomer. <laughs> Talk about boomer. You're a boomer. What's up, Soy? What's up, Robo? Soy, it's been a while, man. Uh, glad to hear you doing all right. And glad to hear your voice on the space again, man. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, just enjoying the conversation. Ah, uh, the irony of that pause. Yeah, no, I was like, did I, did I lose Robo? I know, mate, the space is like rugging constantly. You like, you might get kicked out. Like, it's been happening to me. I lost. Uh, what, what we, I lost. What we talking about? Anyway, uh, tank, tank, removed me headset. What the fuck, Tank? You, you, as soon as Tank started talking, I lost my headset. It's like some. It's... Well, I was worried because you know, last time Robo, when you guys swapped, I was like, oh no, we, we lost Robo again. <laughs> Bro, I couldn't do anything last night. That was crazy that I couldn't like unmute. I couldn't accept anybody. Like we didn't have that before. Well, I'll tell you what, the, the, the way you guys navigate like as a team, Rack FM, your guys' spaces is like, it's paranoid as hell, but you guys do it quite frequently. It's actually kind of amazing. Like how you guys are so like quick to like swap posts and do all this. Like, do I, I just fear like bringing somebody up and me rugging the space, but you guys do it quite often. So like hats off to you for not for just like all, all that happened was muting. I probably would have muted the or, or rugged the whole damn thing and closed it down. No, 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 dude. Once once I could say there was a, like at least a couple of years, like you and uh, a red eye, I was like, hey, I'm happy to let this run. Do you know something? Because I was on the headphones. I actually went out, dude, and went for a little walk. Because I was like, I'm going to get fr so frustrated because I'm going to want to speak. Like, I literally had to, and I went back and I listened to Dan. I was like, oh, it's pretty cool. They do. They did some decent replays, like pretty, pretty decent. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It's always, it's always a good conversation. It's like if I was to, you know, just pick up a conversation with Soy or Rama or anybody. Like, Red Eye is pretty, pretty good at doing that as well. So, so you've got the space. You've got the uh, you've got the big space coming up very shortly. Yeah, this is the warm up. I mean, I thought we were going to build a bigger audience, but it's Christmas. I mean, it's Christmas, you know. So we can't complain, Tank. So it's what like in thirty, yeah, in thirty two minutes, right? Yeah, right? it's not. It's, uh, I'm just playing second fiddle, man. I'm just trying to help out Joe. And when he asked, I was like, yeah, sure. I'm not doing anything else. I mean, might as well. But yeah, it, it'd be interesting to hear what everybody's uh, got to say and see what Joe's got to say about stuff. Yeah, well, what's uh, what's on the agenda for this? Uh, for this year? Bro, you got me. I'm just like I said. I'm just hosting. I'm just backup, bro. <laughs> yeah, okay. It would have been it would have been nice to have. I've got to say, if you're gonna have a DeFi Cosmos related space, that's gonna be like really relevant. I've got to say, Osmosis would have to be on there. But I get it that it's like Christmas and if like people haven't been, but I mean, you know, tell me you're not getting paid by that fucking Carver Dex that's coming on without telling me you're not getting paid by the Carver. Oh, sorry. 
Sorry, sorry, you know what I mean? <laughs> sorry, you haven't got Lavana. You haven't got like this. I mean, who would have? It's, it's hard though. Like, honestly, like, uh, it's funny too because like people automatically think, like, oh, if you're going to get one of the, you know, platforms on, like, especially Osmosis, like, people automatically are going to book Sonny because nobody else is going to be like, it's going to be second fiddle to, like, to Sonny if he's, the, if he doesn't speak, like, what the hell is the point? And then trying to, trying to coordinate with his schedule and get him on, it's, it's rough, man. You know how it goes, dude. It's like shit. You, you could try, but you got to, you got to work with the people who's willing to come on the space and, and work with you. So, it's hard, but I, I think he's got a good lineup. To be so, honest, oh, it's brilliant! It's brilliant! Oh, dude, come on! I'm only fucking messing around. I'm only fucking pissing on people's no, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I'm just saying, like, Frank, you know, though, I've got to be honest. I mean, Lavana. I mean, bro, you know, just nothing. <laughs> nothing goes right for them. I don't. Even, I don't even care. Like, I read the breakdown from Carter. I read the, everybody else's post. Like you know, I've heard that side of the camp. I've heard the other side of the camp. I'm like, at at some point, it's just when when do you stop giving people uh, passes and just go, fuck off? Like you know, come on, like Jesus. How much excuses? At the end of the the day, it's an excuse. That's right. What has Baybands been seeing for months? Patterns of behavior and like and it's you know i mean what is it attributable to negligence or ignorance i mean speaking of that did you see this is so funny because this is probably stuff that we'll talk about in no no can i emphasize can i really very quickly lavana's business operates functions on oracle pricing like literally when you are lavana from day dot the beginning the drone board you go like right pricing how does it happen like to what what i was gonna say was did you see recently too uh of course jacob I actually kind of like Jacob in this in the mode that he's in right now a lot better than. Well, can I can I can I can I can I throw out the controversial one tank? Wait, I mean yeah. Carter. Yeah, you, I appreciate Carter. I thought he was simp and I thought he was simping a little bit, like. And I love Carter, by the way, he's a good friend. But I thought he was simping a little bit because maybe he just feels like a little bit like empathy. Whereas I, because of like me and my, the history that my friends have got, I've got very little like empathy, even though we've had them on the show and that like, but like it was a little bit of a simp mission, like, oh, poor, you know, poor. Yeah, yeah, that's, what, that's what I was saying. Like I've, I've read, you know, the comments on one side of the camp. Uh, usually it's it's like a lot of the developers that haven't been touched with the cooties yet or haven't had that experience. And like, like while I get it, I'm not like, I'm not trying to be like totally critical as well. Like I, I fucking get it. But at the same time, like I heard the other side of the camp and I've been on the other side of the camp and rub your shoulders with the other side of the camp. Like I was saying, like at what point do we just become like, what the, what are we doing? Like how many excuses do we have to give? And like what I was going to say earlier, like with Jacob, it was really funny. Like uh, the other day or so, like, you know, he of course being true Jacob like form was like, yeah, I, I, I brought this up months ago and informal it's i always thought it was funny because like he put like this underlining jab at informal and stuff like that but informal doesn't take this serious and and uh osmosis did and 
kudos to them. And I was like, oh God, this is like a proxy war of a proxy war of a proxy war giving kind of crazy whatever. But the point of it all was, you know, isn't their code open source? And hasn't it been peer-reviewed by many? So like, it's not just, I wouldn't say it's just Levana. It's everybody involved and everybody that's been saying, they're a great team. This is that, and this is that, this is that. But like, pay attention to everybody that's been on the side of Levana, in behind of Levana, and also like dealing with Levana as well. It's not just Levana, right? It's everybody and, and, and their mama too that's been involved with it all. It's all, correct me if I'm wrong. Again, wasn't it all open source? Shouldn't this have been uh, triple so, Wasn't this Christmas? No. Wasn't checking the list twice? Right, no. Fuck? So basically what the guy, what the guy did is, right, is that, right, so, okay. Like, so you read, I mean, Carter summed it up exactly, right? Exactly what happens with the price and with the fucking, the Oracle system, right? No, yeah, I'm not on a high level. Your I, got details, I got the high level, what it did. Like, every time you make a trade, every time a trader makes a trade, it updates the price Oracle, right? But the way that this person was able to do it was to be at the spam, like a DDoS, right? To a degree that the Oracle couldn't be updated. But on the other end, Right outside of the Pith Oracle that was operating, supplying the information to Lavana, they could see the build up on. So, like the the the, the made it still kind of like where it couldn't move. So nothing was happening because it spanned it that much that like regular transactions couldn't update the Oracle. And then while it was spammed in that time frame, obviously the price changed that with Bitcoin whatever. And then, I mean, the, the mad thing is, because of the mechanisms that got in, I think it was only 10% of the liquidity was drained, which is insane. Because if all the liquidity was drained, that would be them dead in the water. Good night, bye-bye. Good, that's all she wrote, right? But basically, the, the entire crack, or what I believe, is that it was like a DDoS, right, that spammed it that much. The, the price, like the, no, like nobody's fucking transactions could actually update, even though there were there were actions going on, right, and being executed. The oracle couldn't receive the oracle pricing because of the DDoS. So while that was happening, the transaction was able to look, or the bot was able to look, write the script and say, "All right, okay, well the price has gone that way." So it was a determinative, like long or short. Like, whichever way it was going to go, you were going to be in there because you knew that when you when it was free of those transactions of that DDoS stream, that it would immediately update to that, like, in that degree, like, up or down, price-wise, long or short, right? Does that make sense? I'm not at my best. Yeah, no, no, no. Like I said, I understood it on a, like, on a, you know, broader view, like looking down I mean, at it all. Carter says happened. it was complex. My point, my point is, says it was point complex, two, but it wasn't. Which is, Carter says it's complex. Well, yeah, it's like, it, it's to, to Jacob's point and to like my point and to everybody else's as well. It's like, what I was trying to get at is like, you know, Perpetual is like, that's a huge, that's huge. If you're going to launch something like that and, 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 <laughs> and the players involved have said things before about open source closed open source closed source uh protocols and stuff like that and like this is just like the level of 
due diligence and the level of, uh, of incompetence or the willingness or maybe or maybe the desperation to rush and launch a product too quickly it's 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 getting to the point where it's ridiculous you know what i mean like those kind of things if, if it was like jacob was saying it like he brought he even said and i believe him he he, he brought up concerns about things like that uh like what what happened to all the white hat what happened to all the peer reviews what happened to all the the back test if you're launching a protocol and the functions uh for their oracles operate in that kind of way to make your like feature work shouldn't that have been like thought of like back tested battle tested beforehand like it's just i i my i'm being critical it's a million yeah i'll admit to that hindsight quarterbacking is super easy on any mistake and stuff like that but it's just like when you when you are that person that has said those kind of things in relation to your competitors and or like other topics that are related like it's just it's not a good look bro it's just like holy shit you know i i just i won't touch i i one uh, i i i don't know i just won't touch levon i just i don't care i don't care how great of a product it is potentially or whatever i just won't touch it i just i can't they protocols though protocols they, they in this day and age and i'm sure like so you'll agree in this day and age protocols need to be very 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 careful when it comes to uh, you know and ha- a hack we've talked about this many times a hack versus an exploit like they are not the same like from what i can see this is an exploit and it would have been a lot worse had they not had the mechanisms in place highlighted by Carter. But at the end of the day, like someone somewhere shipped some shit math. Like I'm not going to say code, but I'll say math. And I mean, it's like the, the really action is very, very lucky. It was only 10%. They're very lucky. Yeah, I don't, don't want to give them grace to like, you know, I was saying all this stuff. I don't want to seem overly, overly critical about everything. Like, I do understand there's sometimes where you launch it and then you kind of figure out your weaknesses after the fact. You can't think you can't think of everything. Like nobody's a hundred percent bulletproof, right? Like there's 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 learning um uh curves that like have to happen. And unfortunately, a lot of times it's getting burnt is the best way to learn. We were talking about that the other day, right? Like when you fucking get exploited or fucking when a hacker comes in and says, Oh, I see a vulnerability point here. I'm gonna teach well, I don't know if that was like teaching them a lesson. Uh, was was the means, but like they they learned their lesson, right? And so like that's a positive. But at the same time, man, when you've when you've positioned and and spoken, and then the partners that you teamed up with has, have said certain things, and then like you fuck, it's just not good. Maybe maybe down the road, I'll, I'll take it back. Maybe somewhere down the road when they mature a little bit more, I'll start actually playing around with it. But at that time, there's probably going to be other options for me to play with perpetuals and like, I'll, you know. We'll see. Yeah, Jake had been screaming for months about these exploits and like just got ignored. I mean, he's not always tip top shape, but you know, I think he's back to hundred percent Jacob right now. I was gonna say I really I really enjoy this type of Jacob more than the past. I really do. Like I've been watching his comments recently and I'm like, I really enjoy that Jacob a lot better. Am I am I rubbing up? Am I rubbing up on him? Am I? I'm on the bike, by the way. Can you hear me on the bike? That's what it is. I hope so. I'm on the bike. No, no, I'm on the bike. But uh, is that rubbing up? Am I rubbing up on him? Am I being nice? Rubbing up, yeah. Yeah, but this is why I stay away from DeFi stuff. I don't fully understand it, and I've been burnt so many millions of times. 
there's there's a couple things we're trying to try. So, so Dave Carter, I'll be very quick. Carter said it was the first exploit. That's not true because we all heard last night Rack, Rack, uh, Rack Supply were the first proper exploit that I know of. But then I think someone, Jake Jacob, was it mentioned like Terra were the first exploit? So, like, let's not be fair, Carter. Like, that's not the first DeFi exploit we've seen, like, in Cosmos, sorry. Terra, Terra is like the, probably the biggest and the first, right? Yeah, no, there's been other examples and stuff like that. Yeah, there's there's some stuff that I'm considering trying now with liquidity pools, but I want to make sure before we launch everything that we get it all right. This- Maybe it's because the Terra one hasn't been confirmed as an exploit. I mean, even though Sam's like obviously been through like the court case, etc., and he's got more coming, but like I don't I don't know if you can actually like compare like the two of them, no? Well, I think with Terra they um, they took advantage of. A weakness of their their algorithm, where they were able to drop and depeg um, whatever their their stablecoin was, so that they started burning Terra Luna like at a crazy rate, and they just couldn't keep up. Or no, it was they were they were minting more. Is that that's how it worked, right? No, the whole the whole thing about no, the whole thing about what is pool four, right? Is that if Door, Door didn't agree to put a coin in, a certain coin in the pool, uh, pool four, so that when he removed the liquidity out of pool three, gone into pool four on curve, then that's how the imbalance came in and that's why they're allowed the death spiral. Like, it's a, that, that's just an entire, like, hugely, like, coordinated, like, attack, like, beyond belief. Yeah. Like, it seems like it was definitely better. planned. There was a lot of people, a lot of money involved. You do, you know, the capital, you know, the capital put in to finance that was, uh, I was going to say like nearly a billion, but it was actually like round about, uh, or if you look at the wallets, round about 889 million, you know. So like to front run that, to pull that off, you needed to have like nearly a billion dollars in capital to be able yeah, to, was- right? There was oh, someone who did that just to bring million? them down. I mean, that was a coordinated attack by people that had a lot of money and power. Well, I mean, when you're making pissing fucking bets in public for 20 mil, thinking you're fucking big Dong Kong slong fucking shaking around these nong nong, I mean, in public. Uh, yeah, there's always a bigger fish in the pond. Doesn't matter where you are. Doesn't matter, honestly, where you are, whether it be school, in the gym, in prison. In work, there's always going to be a bigger fissure in the pond. You've just got to fucking understand that and realize that you play your game, let everybody else play theirs, right? Unfortunately, like George, George just backed himself, like how much, unfortunately. He backed himself way too much. Like, if he'd had a bit of humility, a bit of humbleness, he might have survived it. But like, I mean, fucking hell. What was the $20 million one against... Uh, Gigantic uh, rebirth, yeah. Who was already a good fan of like Corby and Ledger at the time, and then they'd already been the spat. Like fucking, do people not learn, man? Like after the Thor chain hack, like why is Thor gonna go and do that? We already seen where being a fucking prick couldn't get you in this industry. Like being this, oh look at me. Look at me, I'm the king, I'm the boss in public. How many times have we seen these people get taken down? 
whether it's Danny T, whether it's fucking Door, whether it's Kyle and fucking Zoo. I mean, come on. How many times does this have to happen? Public well, fucking like, kissing contest, dick measuring contest. Come on. I think psychologically people want to crave this kind of power of getting to this level of success and then and then it gets to their head and then they lose sight of, you know, their basic morals and things that were important to them before they helped them get there. So you can't forget those things or else everyone's going to turn out this way if once they get big, if they don't keep mind of that. Yeah, it's, it's got to be hard. It's got to be hard for uh, the average person, including myself, right? like I'm not exempt for this, but to to reach certain levels and then like the expectations from other people uh, in the industry and within your team or, or environment uh, for you to bring, you know, a, a new feature, a new excitement every single time. It's got to be like compound and compound and compound. And then your ego just gets bigger and bigger, or like you just cave and start saying some dumb shit all the time. When really, that's kind of what it's going to get back to earlier with our conversation with Lavana. Like the more and more complex you make uh, these features, uh, the easier it is for it to have attack vectors or attack surfaces, right? Like I'm, I'm really as I've gotten older and stuff like that, I've really learned to really appreciate the more simple features and functions. Uh, through TradeFi and uh, and even in crypto, right? Like, I'm not chasing, I'm not chasing 20% APR APYs on fucking shit. I'm happy with 5% realistic sustainable growth on anything these days. Like, I, I just am. I like you know, like give me give me something more sustainable, more maintainable uh, for myself and for the platform long term than speculative bullshit. Like, ugh, I'm I'm just I'm over it. Tank, Tank, we've just been talking about growing the treasury. No fucking shit. Hey, me over here. We've just been talking about growing the Rack FM treasury with the six of us, right? Working hard. We've like planned like sectors, like, you know, having liquidity for ARBs, blah, blah, blah. Like, we've really been really clever in what we're trying to plan. And like that, what you've just said is exactly how our conversations have just gone. That is literally exactly what our conversations have just been like. Like, dude, 5%, 10%, 15%. Like, if you can just do that on a weekly basis, man, people don't realize the wealth yeah, can be Yeah, just think about it, right? Just like, think about it. Like, so for me, this is, God honestly, this is for me. I don't, I don't know if I've ever said this, like, out in the open about, like, what my goals are. I use crypto to get that speculative little fucking, you know, uh, for price appreciation on, on any asset um, to compound quick, quicklier than, than TradeFi. But I, I, I harvest my fiat and then I put it in money market accounts. Most of those are 5%. If you could give me that in crypto where I don't have to take it out and realize a tax loss, but you can give me the same feature that's sustainable, maintainable, uh, secure, air quoting right now, uh, like in crypto for a money market, create a money market account system. I will fucking, I will do that all day long. All day long. 5% is fucking beautiful on stable. This is... This is the problem with the U.S. tax law. So if you're staking anything, even if you don't sell it, if you realize the token and you just get it in your wallet, you have to pay taxes on it, which forces you to have to sell that same token and pay normal interest on it and then a capital gains tax. It's double tax. They're that's, doing this. That's your, pleb, that's your pleb fault for being American. I mean, the rest of us in the world don't have to put up with that, do we? Sorry, bro. No, I mean, that's, that's why it's so hard to do this in the United States. I know. It's terrible. I fucking feel hot. Like, uh, dude, the UK is even worse, bro. 
Like, I mean, fucking hell, I feel heartily sorry for you guys, what you're going through. Please all move, come and move to Thailand, all of you. Well, that's what I'm saying, though, but like a lot of people, they cut themselves to ribbons uh, with their movements, right? Like I know people that take, take profits every single day. They move, they like literally do a movement within crypto with their uh, proof of stake rewards or anything like that literally every day. I'm kind of like uh, the person where it's like I try to make as less movements as possible, but when I do, they're of the bigger amounts. Uh, but again, like with money market accounts, if it was like a feature in crypto, like I'm just giving an example, like my proof of stake, I make one to get there, right? Or maybe two, depending uh, <clears throat> with the on and off ramps. And then let it compound, make a movement, hopefully through IBC where it's like one fluid movement into a feature like a money market account, let it sit. Let it sit until it gets to a point where it's where it uh, makes sense for me to take that tax uh, hit, to, to take all those fees uh, and realize them, right? Like, I don't know, I, I, I would love it. Absolutely love it if somebody did a feature like that. Instead of, instead of perpetuals, give me a true money market account in crypto. But tell me what I said. What I said to the team was like, if we're clever and if we, you know, disperse responsibility and accountability and energy and efficiency, you know, we can probably 10x a like smart money management. You should be at the 10x a treasury in a year, I think. Now, that's it, might be a bold statement. We've got a few new speakers, I want to bring them in because obviously we haven't got long. I'm going to pay respect to the big space coming up. We've got like 10 minutes, but you know what I mean, Tank? I think a 10x return in current markets, considering what we've got coming up, you know, I know election cycle is coming up. That's gonna like that. That's a great time to be going short. Like there are yeah. No, hey, look, any one of my financial advisors or like account uh, managers and stuff like that, if they come to me when we have our meetings and they say, "Hey, Tank, like you know, uh, on your holdings here, we can we can do five to ten percent gains on on your you know uh, portfolio all day long. Give it to me. Or even if you're saying five to ten x all day long, yeah, definitely give it to me. Dude, we had fifty fifty dollars of fucking Huawei that did fucking two grand. Uh, like literally, like like we, we we like it's quite obvious. I think moving into the bull, like if you've got capital to deploy, you're gonna make money. Like I know, let's bring the new people in, but literally, you've got to have capital going into this fucking bull because like. You're gonna miss all the gains. You're gonna sit in the sidelines, and you're gonna be like, "Oh, fuck at all the gains. Look at them going by me." Uh, Kyle, let's go to Kyle and then Chris. Welcome, Kyle, mate. Well, it's nearly morning, but I I saw the boomer conversation with Tank and Cotton Eye Joe, and I thought I couldn't really miss out on that. I was kind of well, we're not boomers. You're a boomer. We're not. I mean, Tank's younger than me, right? And I'm not a fucking boomer. So I mean, what's happening, bro? Like. Know. Yeah, you're spot. a boomer, right? Yeah, no, I'm, are, you, well, are you not the kid well, of a boomer? Yeah, I'm a like, kid of a boomer. I'm a kid of a boomer and all. So, like, we're the, we're the Gen X, right? Aren't we? Yeah, I'm a Gen X. I'm at the very beginning of Gen X, but it was nice to hear the conversation, and I appreciate the take. Um, but the, the year is coming to a conclusion, and I just wanted to thank you guys for all the conversations that you bring. You really do educate me on a lot of stuff. I come pretty well unprepared to the space, but the, the amount of stuff that I've learned, especially from the Cosmos community over the last couple of years, has been incredible. So I just wanted to congratulate and thank you individually 
for that. You know, there's a lot of other people that aren't here at the present, but uh, my sentiment is ex expressed across the whole ecosystem. You guys have been a wonderful element in my life. So thanks so much. It means a lot, Kyle. That absolutely means a lot. And you're a fucking scholar and a gentleman and an absolute legend. And I've really enjoyed your company on uh, when I've been on the general spaces where Sean and fucking General Riggs and the crew, like in Lyndon and them and you a lot. Like, bro, it's been, it's been, I, I, honestly, I've poured my fucking heart and soul into Rack FM in these last 12 months. And you know what? It's like this community centre like this old school get together, have a cup of tea, doesn't matter where you're at, chill out, get your biscuit, you know what I mean? Sit down, enjoy the crap. Yeah, it might be crypto. We might be talking about motorbikes. Then we might be talking about astronomy. You never know. Nobody cares. You come along, they're like, oh, sorry, the fucking noise. What's going on? I feel like I'm in the intersection. I'm actually next to the lake and there's like this good traffic build up anywhere in the mind. Even though you, yeah, Arfie has come here for the traffic noise anyway. But Kyle, it does mean a lot. And I hope you're over the worst of the uh, cyclone. I mean, is it, are you turning shit around or what? Is shit getting better, bro? I feel oh, for you, bro. Yeah, no, we are here. We're actually just at the, con at the tail end of it. So everybody's positions are outlining the curbside at the moment, waiting for collection from the flood. But further down south, they've just had some horrific storms run through on Christmas. has been... 10 people killed and there's still 30,000 people without power and it's just been, but this island wasn't meant to be inhabited by humans. So on one corner we've got bushfires that are burning people's houses down. On the whole eastern seaboard we've got floods and it's been an incredibly tumultuous you know, last couple of weeks. But uh, thanks mate, we're all good. We, we lived in the bus for three or four years and this shit, you know, we're just so bro, this is mad. This is mad because we've had like kind of weird fucking weather in Thailand. Uh, but I've been my mother's like saying it's a get mellow, like mild winter back in the UK. When that happens, like mad shit normally happens like a few years ago when it was like a mild winter, like loads of mad spiders and that fucking like invaded the UK and shit, if I remember rightly. Fucking mad man, isn't it? The climate, the climate, those the animals on that. Yeah, it's been pretty wild. It's been pretty pretty hard on a lot of the people here too but a lot of them aren't really prepared for it which is quite strange so i mean i don't see the only the only lesson i remember from sunday school which is going back a few moons ago was the story about the man who built his house in the stone and the man who built his house in the sand and it's a pretty simple process if you build your house in the bush you're probably going to be susceptible to bushfires so Anyway, you know, thanks for the thanks for inquiring. Bro, bro, you know, you know, the maddest experience of my life, like the most surreal experience of my life ever, was gunning down the road in the fucking gigantic fucking Forby Ute, uh, the big fucking truck, I, uh, the big wheel fucking fella, in Australia in Darwin, and fucking literally, you, you think you were hitting speed bumps. And like the woman's like, nah, it's not speed bumps, it's fucking crocodile, son. Like when it flooded, you know, when Darwin, like proper, proper flooded, like back in the day. Like, dude, the fucking crocs were fucking on the fucking road, man. Because the roads are so much. The crocs are fucking on the concrete, because the concrete stays warm, right? Right? So the, con the crocs just love it. They just chill out there, because it's where the prayer want to go. 
and your woman's driving down the thing, but 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 not dude, she's driving down the road like driving on the fucking crocs. Like I'm like woman's fucked up. We had thigh high water outside our place, and I was wandering through it, and it dawned upon me that there was enough water there to fully submerge a full grown crocodile. And the very next morning, we saw reports from the people next door. We didn't have internet, but we talked to the people, and they'd been out spotlighting in the evening, and all they could see was crocodile eyes in the evening. It gave me, gave me the shivers, to be fair, because they are an animal I wouldn't mess with. Dude, there's people in this room and not even realise like they're about the stories about the fucking tourists that get dragged out the tents and that in the middle of the night. Like, holy fuck, man! The the fucking crocs are the one thing. Like, there's a there's about a hundred and ten kilometre stretch of this river. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It'll come to me. In hey, a I gotta get out of here, guys. You guys have a good one. I can't. We're gonna come and join your space now. We're gonna bring everyone over very, very shortly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a good space, bro. I'll be listening. Take care, Tanky. Uh, well, before we go, we'll bring Jay Smiles in and Chris very, very quickly because it'll be like taking a few minutes to start. But, bro, so there's about this 110 kilometer stretch, right, of river. It had over five thousand salties in a hundred and ten kilometer stretch bro kyle that is fucking frightening i mean i went out there with the fishing rods with a lamb and that bringing the croc like dude holy fuck i wish people knew how bad it is like like i've been out there rugging the crocs and that tyson them like to jump out of the water and shit bro people didn't even realize no well i think we might have lost kyle i can't hear him uh chris Hey there, Chris. We're going to end soon. Morning, buddy. How are you doing today? I'm not so bad, mate. You still enjoying the festive season, are you? Uh, yeah, almost back to normal. we got to get back to work. Uh, going to see some family today. Then it's just uh, finish out the year, you know? Yeah, mate. I didn't even know where one year ends and another one fucking starts recently, mate. I'm a bit uh, skewed with at the minute. I mean, fucking hell. I'm fucking, I've got one day a fucking week to work. That's it, Friday. And I'm like, me, me fucking life apart from that is kind of messed up. It's like kind of fucking doing some marketing, talking to fucking people in spaces. Like, it's kind of fucking crazy. But I, I hope you went. I hope you had a great fucking crimbo. And now you hope your fucking little boy enjoyed his first Christmas immensely. Like, Oh, yeah, it was a, it was an awesome time, man. And all I want to say is uh, uh, good luck next year with Rack FM. I know you have a lot on the horizon and you gave a lot during this bear so i hope you get some more support when uh this bear come, uh ends finally and this bull starts hitting and i hope everybody else has taken a uh, note of everybody who's stayed around and and developers who put stuff out for people and, and help people during this bear and we support them and not all these people who are going to start coming and trying to just pull liquidity out of people with stupid projects or, or, or dumb uh, protocols that that just drain people so I hope people just, you know, listen to Rack FM, listen to Tank, listen to people like Joe, and and put money where it's going to work for you this uh, bull. Beautiful words, man. Beautiful words. And yeah, I'll tell you something. I've got a bet on with Bruce. It's only a $1 bet. You know, like uh, the dudes off trading places. It's only a $1 bet. But uh, I've got a bet with Bruce. I can turn Rack FM into a $10 million business in five years. So, like, he, he took that bet about two and a half, three months ago. 
Aye. So we'll say like he, he took that like say Q3 2023. So like I've got all fucking Q3 2028, right? And I'm gonna turn rack into a ten million dollar business. Uh, before we go up to Joe's space, I mean it's still early. We've got like at least we're only gonna bring people in. It's like on for five hours. I mean five hours. Holy fuck. Jay smiles. You got the mic, bro. Happy days, brother. Happy days to you, bro. How we doing? How we doing? I'm not that bad, mate. I was a bit busy last night trying to get home from the other side of the city and then fucking I got rugged when I took home from Bayban. So, like, uh, last night was a disaster for me on the space. But uh, I was listening to you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Lovely to hear your uh, voice again. Yeah, I'm glad to be back around. It was it was pretty uh, hectic, like, summer and, I guess, fall. But now it should be better. Got a new job. <clears throat> on vacation right now. Bro, you know something? At all, at all, it's all dependent on what you call hectic, because obviously hectic is subjective. But I often feel that, like, you know, if you get a new job and you're busy as fuck, like, so have you seen the Chris Rock sketch? Jess Miles, have you seen it? You know, the job versus the career. The Chris uh, Rock. I'm not sure. Maybe. Probably. Uh, when he's scraping yeah. the shrimp. Yeah. When he's like in his early days, like Chris Rock back in his early days, when he's like scraping the shrimp in the back of the restaurant, he's like, skate, 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 and he's looking at the clock and he's like, don't look, don't look, don't look. He starts work at like 9 a.m. and he's like, looks up, like he's like, God damn, it must be like at least one hour. And he looks up, it's like five past nine. He's like, ah, like, dude, this is entire like thing. And then he talks about like having a career where like you haven't got enough time in the day, like, bro. I haven't had my dogs for three days now. Like, literally, they're my life. Like, I look after them all day long. Bro, I've never had my dogs for three days. And I still haven't got enough time in the day. And I'm like, wow. Holy fuck, I haven't got enough time in the day, even when the dogs are not here. Like, like how do I do shit when they are here? Like, it's kind of like, I don't know. You've got to keep yourself busy. I think, I, like, I honestly believe, and I, I figured this out, I think, with some of my family, some of my family, they're just like the dumb cunts and just like sat around doing fuck all and shit. They're the ones that got like fucking Parkinson's and that and Alzheimer's and that. The people that have like proper kept themselves like mentally fucking, like mentally engaged, not necessarily like physically, but that helps obviously, but mentally engaged. These are the people that like they're fucking 90 year old and they're normal. Like my grandma, she's 19, she could still talk to you like she's fucking 20 years old. Like, unbelievable, bro. Like, 90 years old, because still speak seven languages. Like, that's the shit I want, me. Like, I, like, because let's be honest, your body's never, like, as, as much as you make your body your temple, hey, and it needs a lick of pain from time to time, let's be honest, it ain't going to last forever, is it? Like, your mind is going to be the prominent, like, as you get older, the prominent thing that you resonate with more than anything else. Like, I don't know. So I feel like, does anybody does that make sense to anybody? Yes, dude. Yeah, actually, absolutely. What? It's why it's why you gotta protect that melon. I fucking rescued my mother, you know. Uh, this is gonna be really mad. I say, yeah, uh, Holly, Holly, say we're gonna have to jump into the tank space soon. And, and oh, I said the tank space. It's Joe's the tank's course, and I said the tank space. How Joe's down horrendous on that comment. But uh, so does anybody know anything about Palmanism? Or does anybody know anything about the Pelman Institute in London? 
So many years ago, back in the 1800s, I kind of realized, right, you know, when they were into like lobotomies and that still, I kind of realized that like, you know, old age, like had a detrimental effect on brain function. So the Pelman Institute in London back in the day was one of the first people like, Pelmanism is a game I use in uh, ASL, like English as secondary language, or like any language you can use. Oh, the noise. So I'm outside the Hell Denzel's bar right now. But basically, I spotted in, before I left England, in 2011, that my mother was really struggling. And I knew she was, and I was like, oh, fuck, this is not good. So I basically started like doing these Pelmanism like activities and exercises with her. And holy fuck, it made such a difference so quickly. Then when I left England, I like coached me dad on it, my father. It was like compass mentis, nung like percent, you know, hundred percent. And I was like, Hey dad, you know, like like you've got to make sure like the next and honest to God, like m- like me dad took over what I started. And just her brain just sharpened so quickly. And then uh, the grandson came along. And, like, by that time, like, when, like, she was just fully functioning. Like, she was really losing it back in the day, like, like early 60s. And, like, I just know that, like, the, the research that I'd done and my experience and me teaching, obviously, like, I knew all about palmanism and about how memory works and, you know, re- retention and, positive reinforcement and blah, blah, blah. Honestly, I have to say that if it wasn't for me, I think my mum would be properly fucked right now. Like, like, cause she wouldn't have had any, there was anyone else like me to be able to be that like educator, that like helper, like for her. And the very fact that she turned around and she's like, she's probably smarter now and more sharp than she ever has been in her entire life. And I think that's a, that's class test. That's a testament to her, by the way. And that's just to tell you guys, you know, your brain's a muscle. Like, it's a muscle, like every muscle in your body, it needs an exercise. Like, muscles deplete, you know? Like, you can do everything in your power to make sure that your brain doesn't deplete over time. Uh, it's not uranium. It doesn't have this definitive cycle. You're like, your brain depletion is up to you kind of thing. I believe anyway. I believe. And that's why I keep... I keep jumping from topic to topic and spending like two or three months like learning something, whatever it is, mountaineering or butchery. Or like, I didn't give a fuck. I just keep learning shit, man. You know, these people like Daniel Taylor was something that inspire me to like just keep learning like mad shit that like you wouldn't normally learn. And then you just make your notes, get your fucking culture, you get it down and you move on. Anyway, with everyone's dropped. Let's not be ignorant. Who's jumping over to the, are we going to jump over to the Joe Pleb space? You know it. Absolutely. Oh, Sentinel Sentinel Zeman. We've gone nowhere. Wait a minute. Uh, ah, can you just give me Hello, can you just give some examples then of what, what, what you were teaching um to do with permanism? Well, generally the memory I mean the basic so that one of the most basic, basic concepts of permanism would be a memory game where you would have like, I don't know, like a eight a H and then like one to eight cards, right? And you might have like synonyms or antonyms or something like that, right? And then you'll start the game with like the cards laid out. I mean, generally in the class, I'd use a PowerPoint. Uh, it effectively, I did it with my mother at first with cards because like they're obviously very physical, which also helps with like the the NLP stuff. 
So, like, you've got to pick, like, you know, a letter, and then you've got to pick a number, and it's going to be a match, whatever whatever that is, whether it's names, synonyms, whether it's, you know, formal, informal speech, whatever, right? Could be anything. Could be connections, like soap operas and characters, right? Whatever, like, that's one of the things I actually did was the uh, right that's a I'll, I'll talk to you about that the guess who stuff with like coronation straight and extenders and like I'll, I'll talk to you about that in a minute right but so and then this is a thing i designed specifically for her so like what you have to do is you know you pick a letter and then you'll turn it over and you look at it and then you'll have to turn a number and then obviously if it doesn't match then you have to like turn them up but you, you haven't got any pen or paper can't make any notes it's just like your brain your memory that's like having to be like oh that was there and that was there and then you do it again and you repeat the process see i used to be able to do it with me dad so my dad who's really sharp like used to be able to play dumb a little bit and you know help me with being devil's advocate and like i used to play them again like me mother against me father right i'm not saying he'd let that win but it certainly helped me in the objective but you know what I mean? Settle about like a simple matching activity. But like you look at them, but you can't make any notes. It has to be that like permanent retention. So therefore it gets those little electrons and neutrons firing in the right degree. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. The Pelman Institute. Not so sure. yeah, when I was a kid, I remember doing some stuff like that. Then obviously my parents were seeing what, who, what kind of person I am. So it was a case of uh, you'd be given a, a shape um made out of let's say six or seven different individual blocks um of like a square or rectangle or circle or whatever whatever shape and then they'll scramble it up and say can you remake this shape and then obviously they'll time you how long it takes you to kind of have that kind of core i guess that's core working memory isn't it um what you've got and other bits and pieces like that that's interesting yeah like especially with um as more as we grow older and more and more people get dementia um having those kind of mental faculties and as you said i think you hit the nail on the head there the brain is a muscle you do need to read how many people read now i mean i've i've got a kindle haven't picked it up in about three or four days and you kind of start getting like twitchy hands (laughs) almost dude you know i'm gonna be very very honest with you here and i've been doing this for so long now right so fucking long it's like ingrained in me like taking a drink of coffee on a morning you must learn for one hour per day doesn't matter what it is like literally i'm not fucking shitting you whatever you do you take at least now it could be four 15 minute slots to learn four different you could watch four fucking 15-minute documentaries and just make some notes and just learn some shit about some thing. But, like, seriously, like, you must spend... I mean, I, as an academic, and I call myself a scholar, you know, I'm reading PhD stuff and that. I'm reading, like, serious, like, you know, acoustic linguistic fucking stuff. But, like, you, if you're not stretching your brain, like, like you, you know, you stretch your hamstring or, like, it, it, it's also, dude, this is weird. People, you know, that uh, speak in public and didn't even know anything about, like, their voice, their articulation, co-articulation, how to, like, really learn how to, like, get yourself, like, there's a reason that, you know, Dore Me is, like, popular with singers. 
like it's amazing how many people that speak in public don't actually realize like how you get that like articulative like level to that degree prime before you like just go in and bang you nail that thing like i don't know i'm just one of those guys that like because of my career because of my job i have to be immersed in this fucking shit constantly oh dudes we're like 15 minutes in i'm not shitting you if rack fm continue anymore we're gonna be ignorant as fuck i don't know what's happening on joe's space but like if we all don't go and make an appearance that they'll be talking about me in the dms so, like, for me, Robo, if you love me, if you like me, let's all jump over there. Give loads of crazy emojis. Do what you want. Sentinel, dude, we'll have to hear you during the holidays, bro. You'd like to jump back in, yeah. man. Are we right? going over to Cosmos Joe? Is that where we're going? Yes. Uh, Joe and Tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, dude, you know something, though? Have you seen what's happening with Sentinel talking since our space? is just, like, <laughs> kicking, kicking, like... But- I can't, I can't comment officially, but yeah, it's been nice, hasn't it? Um, we pick up- Dude, I had people, I had people buying hundreds of care before the space and everything. Like, I had people messaging me like, I've just bought two hundred care before the space. I'm like, oh, shut up! Don't tell me, don't tell me, I'll get wrong. Now, but yeah, guys, we love yous all. Is a fucking golden. Every last little one of the fucking hairs on your fucking head, whether you're bald or not, is an absolute golden. Let's go and join our friends out on the other space and listen into the chat. It's going to be a good space, apparently, but uh, let's go and find out. I'm, the, I might say they let me as a speaker for the culture. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. For the culture. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ants dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these tokenomics They probing this bear, flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down, I'm just roasting honest And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic Never known the politic, I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom Over impossible losses, all moss And I'm liking the odds Bond doing the morning, forming mycological bonds Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality Teeth stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked and non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is play for keeps Clowns, white knight and all these Maybelines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community all these low-hanging fruits
sparing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers, motherfuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse, misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and blunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Tell me spaces.